This is Angela D. Joseph, Executive Director of the California Oncology Research Institute, CORI for short. Please join us on Saturday, October 5th for complimentary breakfast in a cancer prevention workshop. Come out and get all your questions answered by the top researchers and scientists in the field. There's a lot of advancing occurring in breast cancer. I think what's important for us to realize that breast cancer, it requires multiple disciplines to in order to put together a great treatment plan for patients. And what we do because of this advances in science that we've made over the past 15 years, that we actually can tailor our treatment toward each individual. Special guest moderator will be actress and breast cancer survivor, Vanessa Bell Calloway. Keep them in my prayers, but you on the other hand are his son. A lot of the same principles apply. Um, diet, nutrition um, is essential in reducing the risk of getting colon cancer. In order to get a number of physicians of this caliber to come together on their own time is unprecedented. And we ask for nothing but your attendance. Angela Joseph, you are watching the Angela Joseph Show, and we are talking about what matters. Our guest today is Vanessa Bell Calloway, and we're going to have some real talk about something that changed her life. Joining her is Dr. Hurst. How are you this evening, Dr. Hurst? I'm great, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Oh, Hurst. I love that little applause, man. <laughs> I know, more, more than that. Uh, Dr. Hurst is from the California Oncology Research Institute, CORI, and he's joining us. And so, Vanessa, tell us the, your story. Okay, I'll try to tell the abbreviation, the abbreviated version. Uh, about four years ago, actually this October, um, this past summer, four years ago, something in my spirit just said something was wrong. No pain, nothing. Uh, I had missed my annual mammogram, which I did every year since the age 40, whatever it is you're supposed to do. But this particular year, I went to where I normally go, but it was, um, well, like 2009, and everything was shut down because of the economy, and this place had closed. And I had this routine. I would go there really early, because if I got there really early, they would squeeze me in because it was really early. So I knew, okay, I didn't have an appointment. I'm going to show up real early, and I, I know I'm going to get in like always. Well, it was shut down. I said, oh, my God, I'm going to have to find another place. Fast forward time, got busy, I got a job, I was on stage, I'm doing this, I'm working. And I start counting, I'm like, oh my God, I need to get my mammogram, like, you know, four months to pass. And so now it's summer and I, something is, is just telling me something's wrong. It's like this little birds in my ear whispering, there's a problem, something's wrong. So I wake up in the middle of the night, my eyes pop open and it's like, Vanessa, something's wrong. 
And I tell my husband, I said, I need to go to my doctor. You know, Randy Hawkins is my um, doctor. I said, I need to go see Randy. And he said, what's wrong? I said, I don't know. I just, I just need to go. I, and I'm very dramatic. I thought it was going to be some incurable blood disease. I was ready for something that was like the movie of the week, you know, where I had like three months to live. You know, I just, I just knew it was going to be something really dramatic, you know. Because that's how I'm going to go out. It's going to be really it's dramatic, gonna, right? So I said, okay, something's wrong. And so Tony said, well, you know, go see Randy. And he said, you, I said, no, no pain. He said, nothing's hurting. I said, no, I'm fine. Just something's wrong. I go see Randy, and Randy, poor thing, he ran all CAT scans and this scans, <laughs> blood work. I mean, he did from head to toe because I told him the same thing. And he says, are you pain? I said, no pain, Randy. Something's wrong. So he said, well, when was your last mammogram? <clears throat> and I said, oh, you know, and then I tell him the story about how I went. It was closing, mm -hmm. boom, boom, boom. He said, he wrote a script right then, literally on the court. He said, well, go down there right now, tell him I sent you, and get a mammogram. I'm not thinking anything about that because it's not that. It's this incurable blood disease. I just know it, you know. So I go down and I give them a script, mammogram, because every year my mammogram comes out fine. Go home. About two days later, I get a call saying, you need to come back because mm. they see something suspicious, calcification. Now, my husband works with uh, uh, Dr. Ron Hurst. They do surgeries together. My husband's an anesthesiologist. And I called Tony right away, and he talks to Ron right away. And Tony goes, oh, Ron said it's probably fine. As you know, a lot of people get the calcifications. Don't worry about it. It's probably fine. But something in my spirit was like, mm, I don't know about that. But I was trying not to be a pessimist. Mm -hmm. So I go back, and when the um, radiologist shows me my x-ray, and I see all these little white dots in oh. my right breast. Mm -hmm. And he says, now, I can't, you know. Um, he can't tell you the diagnosis. No, he says, I can't diagnose this because that's, you know, he said, but they just look suspicious. And he kept mm -hmm. using the word suspicious. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I said, they suspicious because it's cancer. Mm -hmm. And then I was in this precarious situation doing the show. I was doing crowns at the time. I don't okay. know how many of you guys saw that, but mm -hmm. we were literally at Pasadena Playhouse. We didn't have any understudies, and we had one day off Monday. Oh. So now I got to plan this whole biopsy around crowns because now I'm not going to be able to lift my right arm and I got to go to work because I don't have a, you know, a understudy. So I have to wait a whole another week or so. So I finally get it. Now I'm sitting with crowns waiting for this to come back, the results. And I have to sit and wait. And then the results come back that it is, you know, um, DCI, ductal carcinoma in situ. Did I say that right, Rob? You said it right. All right. High five. So <laughs> then, you know, then it comes out that. So now this is where my husband steps in because, of course, everybody's trying to send me to USC. And my husband's like, that's when he took over, you know. He's like, my boy's got this. I was like, that's right, baby. Nothing wrong with USC. Mm -hmm. But I was like, that's right, baby. He's like, my boy's got this. We ain't going on USC. I got the best surgeons right here. Boom, boom. So that's when he calls Ron. He called Dr. Ronald Hurst. And said, Ron. And so we went to see Ron. Now, this is the biggest lesson that I learned. Okay. And God, Ron, mm -hmm. God bless his little soul. I really mm -hmm. owe him an apology. Because this is the biggest lesson I learned out of that. You do not push people to where they don't want to go. And you just shut up and listen sometimes because this is what the man does. And his first response when he saw my x-ray, he says, you're going to have to have a mastectomy. And I said, oh, no. Uh -huh. And then, of course, right. he shifts because this is his boy. This is uh -huh. his boy's wife. So uh -huh. he's like, okay, let me figure this out. Oh, then he goes to, into that. Well, you know what? Let's, you know. Maybe I'm looking at this, and he's looking at the uh, MRI, because I had already had all that, right? Yeah, all the facts. Yeah, yeah, he's looking at all this stuff like, okay, well, seeing what else he could do, because he's trying to appease me, and I should have just listened to him. because he And because he's so thorough, thank you, Jesus, he did, because I'm like this, am I going to die? He said, no. I said, okay, well, if I ain't going to die, then we got to wait a couple weeks, because I got stuff to do. <laughs> 
I said, I got my in-laws. I was get, planning their 50th wedding anniversary. Okay. I said, I can't do nothing to after that because I knew that was a road of no return. Once you start that probing and cutting, it's, it's on and it's, you know, it's, it's on and popping. So he said, okay. So he said, we'll wait. So after all the, everything was over with, I go to Ron. I never get this Ron because their, their anniversary was on a Saturday that following Thursday, which was like uh, September 10th something. Right. He does the uh, lumpectomy. And, and then he had already, we had already talked to the oncologist radiologist because they were going to do this five days, two days a week, you know, this little radiation, bam, you're done. I'm like, cool. I can go in there, knock this out. Ain't nobody got to know. My mama ain't got to know. Tony's mm -hmm. parents ain't got to know. The kids ain't got to know. I'm going to go in. Ron going to do the lapectomy. I'm going to go get this little radi radiology. <laughs> like it was just like bam, I'm done. I'm going to be done before my baby's, uh, what was it, like her 16th, no, 15th or 16th, Allie's 15th or 16th, whatever, before Allie's birthday, before September 23rd, I'm going to be done for my baby's birthday. Bam. Well, Ron calls me that Friday and says, mm, I need you to come back in on Monday. Mo and I, this is what you said, Ron. He said, most doctors would be okay with these uh, margins. Mm -hmm. He said, but I'm not. I'm not, I don't, I'm not okay with this. I need you to come back in. I want to do one more. And I, and I still wasn't thinking anything about it. I said, no. okay. <clears throat> you know, because to me, I'm like, I, you know, I'm a planner. Everything in my life is planned. I'm like, bam, bam, bam. So I go back to Ron on Monday. He does it again. Now that Wednesday, I'm supposed to start this radiology stuff. And I'm at the hairdresser's getting my hair done because I'm waiting. I'm thinking the doctor is, because I've been fitted inside. So I'm waiting for this doctor to call me this Wednesday to say, come in and start. So I said, well, I might as well get my hair done because I'm going to be busy this week because I'm going to be here twice, you know, twice a get day. I mm -hmm. get my product. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be sick, but you ain't got hair, to look hair, toe hair up. still got to look good. I mm -hmm. ain't trying to look toe up, right? So I'm getting my hair done, and she had blowed me out. Now, we all know how black women look when we've had our hair blowed and washed. and <laughs> Not a pressing comb to it yet, darling, so you know what state I was in, dear. <laughs> and the phone rings, and it's... It's the, uh, it's, what's his name? The, Dr. Khan. Dr. Khan. Mm -hmm. It was him. And, and it was a bad reception. It goes, and all everyone was mastectomy. Because what he was saying, no, really, it's the truth. It was like, and, and what, what he was saying is that the margins had come back bad and he couldn't go on with the treatment and I needed a mastectomy. Mm -hmm. But he kept breaking in and out. So I called Tony hysterical. Now I'm in there. In the, uh, this is like, if you could picture a, a hair salon that has the beauty supply in the front mm -hmm. and the, the hair salons in the back. So I'm on the beauty supply part in the corner, like on the phone, like, like screaming to Tony, like, call Ron, what's up? You know, I'm screaming at Tony to call Ron because what is going on, right? <clears throat> and I call my sister, so now I'm hysterical, I'm crying because, you know, so Tony calls Ron and I'm literally, I fall on the floor in the corner, balled up, mm -hmm. crying. I'm like a mess. So Tony has to find my best friend here. She ain't never been to the hair salon, so I applauded her and her husband, because now she got to tell her husband, because her husband didn't know, because I swore him. I swore like five people to secrecy. Mm -hmm. I kept my circle very small. Mm -hmm. and, but she had to tell her husband. And so they found me, and they drove my car home, and we all went home. And it wasn't until I looked into my husband's eyes, and this part always chokes me up, because in two years coming up, we were going to have two graduations. We were going to have a graduation from high school and a graduation from college. And as you know, we have two girls, so we got weddings, we got grandbabies and all that stuff to look forward to. And it wasn't until Tony choked up and he said, Vanessa, it's only a press. Mm. He said, I need you with these girls. I, I need you to be here for these graduations and these weddings. 
because I was so mad. I remember I went home, I was so angry. I wanted to throw stuff, but then I stopped because I was like, I'm not tearing up my stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this one side is like crying, and the other side is like, this ain't no, you don't be throwing that stuff, you'll be mad when you throw that stuff. After this is over, you can break up your dishes like you on TV, but this messing up your stuff, you know. But I, so I just started beating the floor because I literally wanted to start, like, you know, people, you see people throw stuff. That's how angry I was. But I knew I didn't want to do that, so I started beating the floor. My sister looked at me, and she said, Vanessa, it's a bad press. Let it go. And when I looked at my sister and my husband, I cried it, and I was good. We called Ron, and that's that was it. Well, it was it was it. Well, Dr. Hurst, let's you pick up this the story from the time that you got the call from Tony. Well, now, and you knew Vanessa already. Of course, I knew Vanessa. Um, mm -hmm. I guess the thing that prop the things that I always recall about her story was the very first time, and I said, I should have never wore a suit, that's what I tell myself. <laughs> this is what I wear to my office every day at Scrubs. That day I had a suit and tie on. For whatever reason, Tony and Vanessa shows up. And he already knew, that, I already knew the diagnosis, DCIS, and I told Tony, thank God it's DCIS. Now what does that mean? That means Delta Carcinoma in situ, and that's stage zero. That's a 90 plus percent cure rate. Oh. I said, oh, she's in good shape, no problem. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have the films in hand. We were talking over, you know, just sort of talking, um, and sitting in the lounge talking. So when he brought the films with Vanessa, I threw them on my view box. I went, uh, okay. I said, Vanessa, look at Vanessa, look at Tony. I said, this looks like multicentric disease, which is in multiple quadrants in the breast, not amenable to lumpectomies, mm. which are confined to a defined quadrant of the breast. So oh. if you divide the breast in four quadrants, mm -hmm. multicentric crosses more than oh, one okay. quadrant, and mm -hmm. it's not amenable to conservative therapy in. so the lumpectomy you just go in and you just take, take it out, it out. Oh, okay. and I said then that's what Vanessa already defined how she was really distraught by that she goes, oh no I don't have the time for that I have this I'm doing this I'm doing that and I backed away I said well you know not all calciums can be ca cancerous here's the main cluster we can try that and then because our schedule is so busy there's a new technology out there to administer radiation instead of giving it over a month we can fractionate it with a special catheter called brachytherapy and do it in five days as she already alluded to Fits Thank perfect God. with the schedule. God knows better, baby. He protects babies and fools. I'm so glad I do that now. I don't know what to do. It, it, it would have, you know, just, and, but I said, Ooh. the key, the, every time I had to call Vanessa, my heart dropped. <laughs> each and every time. And now I've got the first path back, and I saw margins were close. And here's how God works. And you, and you implement these in your practices. I specifically said, you know, doctors will, some, some surgeons might accept these margins, but I can't. You need wider margins. What was the most significant thing about it when I took more tissue on that subsequent Monday, there was a whole other focus of cancer present, mm. separate by normal health tissue. So if another surgeon had accepted that, they would have left with residual cancer in her breast oh. and it would have recurred, would have recurred. Mm. within well, a thank year. Thank God you got okay. that first. You know, well, mm, when, he said, when, when it came finally, you know, after mm -hmm. it was obvious what had to be done, mm -hmm. and he said it had to be done. And after, like I said, after I got over that one day, that moment, it was good. It was a transformation for it was her. Good. When I called her, when I got the call from Khan, I got the path, and I said, she needs a mastectomy. He's calling Vanessa. I said, or listen, at this time, and I was, I, I'm fully entrenched with Vanessa and all my patients. My father had passed in that mm. same period of time. That's right. He sure and did my that. partner said, you need to be with your family. We'll operate on Vanessa. And I said, no. Mm-hmm. I need to take care of her because I understand every aspect of her case. Mm -hmm. And I already have it mapped out. And her sisters, her family, let me tell you, her family and friends 
were phenomenal through the process because they extended their love to me mm. and actually helped me with my father's planning and his programming, oh, okay. things mm -hmm. that I was overwhelmed about while mm -hmm. trying to take care of her and take care of my mom, my sister. So our family sort of united together in our independent tragedies and worked forged through it with a good outcome. And ultimately, the right thing occurred. She got her reconstruction and mastectomy. And this woman is phenomenal. That's why I'm always on her case. I said, mm -hmm. Vanessa, when this is all said and done, would you mind speaking with part of Corey? Because mm -hmm. your story is phenomenal. The fact that she never stopped working. Mm -hmm. never oh, I love that working. little applause. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> no, I didn't. Once again, you know, people think I'm crazy, but that's how I think. Because then when it was apparent that I had to have the mastectomy, and I went to, a, you know, my husband, like, researches a car to death. So thank God he's like that. Because he, the, the first, the only thing that I heard that made a lot of sense to me was an oncologist, because I was interviewing who's going to be my oncologist. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, basically, whether you go with me or not, he said, if you get, he said, because you can either do radiation or you could go ahead and have the, you know, the mastectomy, either way. He said, but if you do the mastectomy, I, I suggest you use your own body tissue. And I had never heard that mm -hmm. before. Everybody was talking about the implants. Mm -hmm. And I said, what? And that's made sense to me. And Tony found this phenomenal doctor in, um, where is this, Doc? Torrance. Torrance. Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Jim James, Black. James, James Black. Black. Exactly. And Tony found this man, and I had other appointments for that day. But when I walked in his office and we started talking and his manner and stuff, I called the people and said, I won't be coming. Mm -hmm. Because before I left there, we had looked down at the calendar and the date, mm -hmm. and he hadn't worked with Dr. Hirsch yet. I said, oh, no, 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 this doctor's going to do my vasectomy. No. Mm -hmm. So you need to meet him because ain't, no, ain't nobody from your office. But because he's the plastic surgeon. So we introduced Dr. Hearst and Dr. Black, you know, and they've done several surgeries together. Over four years. And he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. Now, how common is that to, to get them done at the same time? Because it was done the same. Same, same day, 12, same was day. 12 hours. I, I was in surgery. surgery for 12 hours. 12 so hours. normally is that, how long would the operation be if you didn't get the reconstruction the same? Well, if she didn't get the reconstruction and she got a mastectomy without reconstruction, so operation's an hour. Oh, okay. It's oh, so it, was, it took it's that a, long to do the reconstruction? It's an hour case. So mm -hmm. with, with, with plastic surgery and when you do immediate reconstruction with your own body tissue, that makes the operation longer. The difference with Dr. Black and what he offered was that these are the th types of reconstruction. You remove the breast, you put in a, in a tissue expander, you then come back to operation surgery three weeks, four weeks later. After you fill that expander up, put in an actual implant, then you wait six months to recover, and then you come back and have a, a reconstructed nipple nariola. Okay, mm -hmm. that's the what most plaque surgeons do. Then there's another type where they take your fat and muscle from different parts of the body, most commonly a lower abdominal wall. Oh, and wait, then you get a tummy tuck. Get Baby, a tummy tuck. to <laughs> boot. Now, now here, Child, this is called taking lemons wait, okay. and making lemonade. Let me tell you okay. what, what's beautiful about this is that with his technique, he doesn't take the muscle. Mm, okay, he just takes the fat and does an actual. We can have the fat. <laughs> and, and so what I and so what we do is try to save with my technique mm -hmm. is save as much skin as possible of her own natural skin. Mm. So it's what's a technique that's called a skin sparing mastectomy. Right. Oh. Okay, and so that's the technique that I used and saved her natural skin. He took her natural fat from abdominal wall mm -hmm. and did microvascular little tiny vessel loops mm -hmm. and microscope and anastomose those things together, leaving her muscle intact to keep her tonality. Mm. And then now she has a naturally appearing, naturally feeling breast. So you wake and up a, and you have... And a tight lower <laughs> belly. Oh. Yes. <laughs> That's the part she liked the most. Well.
Hey, wait a minute. And he threw in a little lipo. He said, because he's a he's a plastic surgeon and he loves women's shapes. Okay. He said, no, I make sure my women are, you know, everything is done. So because you get that little square look after stuff like this. Right. But he goes in, you know, after several months. It's like procedures. It takes you a good year or so before you're to go through all these because you get tattooed. You have to. They make you a nipple. And but he goes in and he takes a little. He does a little lipo in the little area just to. So are I was there, like, yeah, are, baby, lipo me. You know, she didn't we have need, much you know lipo, what, but. we need to see pictures. Maybe not you, but I mean, somebody who may want to, you know, we. No, you that. know what? It, I would like to really. See, it is really great to see yeah. how that looks because well, because most people think you're going to be disfigured. Right, and so actually, and actually could, Dr. Mm -hmm. Black and I are friends, okay. and we've done several cases. So since mm -hmm. this introduction with Vanessa and Tony, oh, in excess of twenty cases, mm. you know, the last four years, and I've already mentioned to him about. Maybe one time coming out to one of our core events. Oh, he has to. He has to. And he said he'd be willing to do he it. He has to. He's charismatic. Yeah. He has great bedside manners. Wonderful. Uh, it's it's like um, he's a zen of my zang with with it comes to surgery and operating. We have that sort of relationship, and we're all and he's good. I mean, he's he really excellent. is good. What he does. He's excellent. Yeah, and, and you know what? What if your insurance covers it, or if you are independently wealthy? However, you know, I was lucky. Mm -hmm. My insurance covered it. Um, the reconstruction part too. Yeah, yes. oh, it's that's breast cancer, yeah. honey. It, it, all insurance is covered with a yeah. reconstruction plastic when it's this related to like cancer. This sounded like Rolls Royce. Of the well, you, you know, it's all whether you do implants, whether you do the muscle rotation, or do what he did with a diagnosis of breast cancer. It comes along with the insurance package. Yeah, that's and you know, and it. also you know, for me, I mean, because I'm insured under SAG and after, it's like this is what I do. What are you what are you talking about? Right, right. How mm -hmm. am I going to work? Mm -hmm. And. I'm so happy he did it because it's my own flesh. So when mm -hmm. I fill my breast, it jiggles mm -hmm. like the other one. You can't tell which, can't if tell. I didn't tell you which breast it was, you wouldn't be able to tell. I can wear a bikini, I can wear anything. You can't tell, it's not that hard, you know, uh, sack of uh, silicone. It's, mm -hmm. it's my flesh. And the, the healing process wasn't as, you know, there's a, the, the first couple of weeks might be a little, you know, uh, daunting in a sense, but it's, a, it's time you heal. And I'm gonna tell you three months into it, I was on Hawthorne and didn't nobody know. Mm. I was still wearing that under that ugly underwear <laughs> that I had to wear. But God bless me because it was a, a hospital show and you I was in scrubs. But I I went right back to work. But how common is this particular this particular form of the cancer? Oh, Dr. Carson side too, it is very common. Oh, it, um, is. it became it reared its ugly head in our discipline about twenty years ago. Um, because most often people talk about breast cancer, it's the invasive type, that's what you typically hear on the TV, mm -hmm. invasive breast cancer. And that's the one that's involving the lymph nodes and it can spread to the rest of the body. Okay. With DCIS, like I said, the recurrence rates, if they do recur with the appropriate treatment, which is usually lumpectomy and radiation and hormone therapy, we talked about, we didn't talk about that, but with hormone, oh, right, 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 with right, hormone right. therapy. What is the hormone therapy for? It actually reduces the risk of cancer coming back in the breast. If you did a lumpectomy. Is it a female hormone? It's actually tamoxifen, it's a form, another class of drugs called anastazole. And what they do, they are estrogen, either estrogen receptor blockers, that's tamoxifen. Anastazole actually blocks the enzymatic development of estrogen. Mm. Breast cancers grow in the face of estrogen. So the studies in science have shown us that patients who tumors uh, actually express estrogen receptors, of which 99% of all of Dr. Carson and Situs do, they have to take a hormone therapy for five years, okay? Yeah, and I'm, I'm like going on year four in February. That's right. Okay. So it's yeah. imperative, it, it, it's protecting the other breast. Okay, so it's very effective treatment. So um, when, when, you do the lump, when you do the lumpectomy, um, 
I, I kind of locked this gentleman on the question here, but ne nevertheless, you need to have a com combination of therapy with that. So most patients who have a reconstruction don't have to worry about uh, the radiation issue because now that's gone. I'm so glad I didn't do radiation because I don't think I th thoroughly understood what the radiation was going to do to me. For yeah. me, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Just let me. me let me ask you about you know women out there have heard a lot of controversy about mammograms. So mm -hmm. so what is your feeling about about mammograms? I mean, because sometimes people say that you're getting radiation during the mammogram. Yeah. You are getting. You're getting. We're getting radiation when you walk into the grocery store. Mm -hmm. So let's take a yeah, check cell on phone, this. Hello. Okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You probably deliver <laughs> more radiation <laughs> to yourself from a cell phone or microwave than you're going to get because of repeated usage. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. You get more radiation from a chest X-ray than you get from a CAT scan. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a little bit of radiation that you get from a digital mammogram once a year is minimal risk to save a life. And I keep telling patients it's. It's not, it's not demonstrable. And my 15 years of treating cancers, mm -hmm. I have not seen one woman yet that had a breast cancer as it, rela as it related to getting a mammogram. Now, what about uh, talk to uh, black women? Because a number of black women have, I know that are over 40 have, have not had mammograms. And so, it's stupid. And what? what no, it's stupid. <laughs> Uh, yes. No, it's stupid. Yes, and now with the Affordable <laughs> Care Act, you don't have that excuse because we're going to take that out mm -hmm. of the equation. What is it that you recommend at what age? I mean, if they have it in their family, do they start mammograms earlier? Here's the thing. Let's make it simple. No family history. Every woman starts at age 40 getting a mammogram. Every okay. year. Every year, okay? And we'll talk about LGs later if we have time. Women who have a family history of breast cancer you just can't start getting a mammogram at 30 because mammograms will not be effective. Women don't understand that. Way the mammogram works, it compresses, it looks at fibrous tissue and compares it to the fat tissue in the breast. When you're 20 or 30, you have way more fibrous tissue in your breast than fat tissue. When you get older, it changes. You become, have more fat representation in the breast and less fibrous. So a mammogram on a 20 year old will just look white. Can't see, can't see calcifications in that. You can't see masses in That's right. So now, when you're over 40, now we can get a better result from the mammogram. You can see calcifications. You can see masses. So someone has a family history. You can't say, I want a mammogram because my mom, my mom or sister had breast cancer. You have to do an annual clinical breast examination. Okay? You need to do monthly self-breast examinations and sometimes biannual clinical breast examination depending how lumpy your breasts are. If there's any issue in your breast that you cannot discern on an exam, both by the patient or the doctor, then you need to get an ultrasound. There's nothing magical about an ultrasound. An ultrasound only discerns something that's solid or cystic. It doesn't say that it's, it's not better than mammogram. It augments or helps a mammogram when a mammogram can't resolve. MRIs, way too sensitive. If we use my, excuse me, MRIs as a screening tool, there will be a line out the door of women getting biopsies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's too sensitive. It's, it's uh -huh. not specific enough. Mm -hmm. So it takes the understanding of your clinician and your medical or surgical oncologist to guide you in the direction based upon the information that is found on your initial screening tool. So if you're under age 30 to 40, ultrasound is the key. Sometimes 35 to 40, you can pick up with the mammogram. Some doctors will try that depending on what the ultrasound shows. You know what, also I want to share something that Dr. Her, Dr. Hirsch taught me a lot about breast cancer through this period. I mean, he gave me a lot of uh, information. And the one thing he told me that I never forgot, because I said, I have no family history. He said, 20% of the people that get it 
have family history. Mm. And he said it just like this, the other 80 get it just because. Mm. I was in the just because category. Well, you're because you're healthy, you're, I, I, you eat you well, know, you I eat exercise. well, I exercise, my mm -hmm. weight's always been good, I don't smoke, you know, mm -hmm. I drink wine, but you know, that ain't <laughs> but you know. She drinks like, the red wine. I, uh, actually, I like white wine, but anyways, but still. <laughs> but but I'm just saying, but you know, basically, of course, I'm not perfect, but I don't have a bad lifestyle. I got it just because, whatever the because is. So that's something very important that black women need to understand. And he also taught me that we get it 10% earlier, 10 years earlier than our, our white counterparts and more aggressive. You oh, no, were I was listening. listening. Look at that. You know, we get it 10 years earlier and more aggressive than our yeah. white counterparts. Well, you know, this conversation, as you can see, can continue. And we are going to continue the conversation on Saturday. Yes, at the are. First yes. Church of God, and this is our flyer, and we will be at the First Church of God. We're going to be serving a wonderful breakfast at 9 a.m., and then we're going to have four cancer doctors. We're going to be talking about colon cancer, breast cancer, gynecological cancers, and general oncology. And get mammograms, ladies. And we are going to be giving free mammograms oh, for free. everyone who would like a free mammogram. Free. First Church of God in Inglewood, Saturday morning, October the 5th. 9 a.m. we start breakfast. The uh, the presentation starts at 10 a.m. Vanessa Bell Calloway will be there. I our, will be there. She will be there. She will, will be, be our there. moderator for the event. Dr. Hurst will be there. Come and bring your questions. We're going to have Q&A. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank this you, Angela, for doing really, this. It's great. Thank really, you. very informative. And uh, we look forward to talking to you all again. Okay. This has been a great show. You've been watching the Angela Joseph Show. Go to the website. It's AngelaJoseph.com. We'll have information about the event up on the website. We talk about what matters here. Thank you. Tune in next week, 6 p.m. on Thursdays. This is the Angela Joseph Show talking about what matters. This is Angela D. Joseph, Executive Director of the California Oncology Research Institute, CORI for short. Please join us on Saturday, October 5th for complimentary breakfast in a cancer prevention workshop. Come out and get all your questions answered by the top researchers and scientists in the field. There's a lot of advancing occurring in breast cancer. I think what's important for us to realize that breast cancer, it requires multiple disciplines to in order to put together a great treatment plan for patients. And what we do because of this advances in science that we've made over the past 15 years, that we actually can tailor our treatment toward each individual. Special guest moderator will be actress and breast cancer survivor, Vanessa Bell Calloway. Keep them in my prayers, but you on the other hand are his son. A lot of the same principles apply. Um, diet, nutrition um, is essential in reducing the risk of getting colon cancer. In order to get a number of physicians of this caliber to come together on their own time is unprecedented. And we ask for nothing but your attendance.
We know there are many choices in internet radio, and the staff and host of LA Talk Live would like to thank you for choosing the internet's hottest destination for the most eclectic sound and invigorating talk. This is LA Talk Live. We are more than just talk. Broxy, maker of fine laptop apparel, laptop covers and sleeves, iPhone covers, and unique home decor. Broxy laptop sleeves are made to order and can be custom made to fit your computer. Just send a message with your order telling us the model and the dimensions of your laptop and we'll make you your very own sleeve in whichever design you choose. Any of the pillow designs can be turned into laptop sleeves too. Remember, Broxy for all your computer embellishment needs. You can find Broxy at www.broxy.com that's b r o k e s y.com and remember to tell them that you heard it here on LA Talk Live we are more than just talk Journey Sisters is an organization that embodies and captivates women from all walks of life our membership includes